Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. Mike, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show, and I'm not going to act like we didn't just talk for like 30 minutes off air. Dude, it's a pleasure to see you again, man. Man, I missed you. Hell yeah, bro. I miss you too, homie, man. A lot's been going on my way, man. I mean, a lot too, bro. Like, the last time we talked, I don't even think I had a spot yet. I was still living with my friend. So me and my old lady, we got a house now. Um, I remember I was telling you about uh, doing voiceover work and trying to get into voiceover stuff. Well, that actually happened. I built this fucking homemade studio, you know what I mean? And uh, I jumped back into the to the uh, classes and stuff with that. I've been uh, ACX certified, so now I can record things from my house and make it sound professional. Um, I got my demo just a few weeks ago. They they sent me my demo. They've they've mastered it and finished it and cleaned it up. So uh, I've been I've been putting in the little bits by little bits, brother. I got. I'm gonna have to get you for some narration work. I got some little project I'm working on. Not a problem, bro. Search you in there. Not a problem at all, homie. <laughs> you got that. You got that nice bassy voice. It's very, very uh soothing. What did what did the woman tell me? My my voice coach was like, uh, "It's very buttery." <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> I don't know what that is though, because like some people tell me that like your vo- voice is like very like nice, and I was like, "That see, that's the thing." I when I listen to it, I'm like, "I can't. I just can't even listen to a even when I do like the editing stuff. I'm like, no way, man. I just can't hear it." See that look, I told you that before. Cause see, my voice coach, that was the first thing they asked her, like, do you like how your voice sounds? And I'm like, Yeah, I love my voice, you know? And I'm like, I told you, I was like, man, your voice is good, but a lot of people don't like what they hear from themselves. Okay. And I'm like, I never I never thought about that. But then I thought about you when she told me that I was like, I know a guy that doesn't like his voice, but his voice is a very good voice. Thank you. And you were the first person that popped up. <laughs> I just want something that's like iconic. You know, when you're like walking by somebody and you go, hello, and then just they say something, and you just go, what the hell was that? And you go, excuse me, real quick, do you mind just saying some more words? And you're like, what do you want me to say? And you're like, anything. Just here's my phone. I want you to do my voicemail and anything. Just say you're a lovely person. And it's like, you want me to talk about myself? It's like, yeah, I'll make a voicemail where someone 100%. And then it's like Steve Earl Jones. Is that who it is? James Earl Jones? Oh, God, I'm blanking on his name, too. James Earl Jones, the guy who plays Darth Vader. James Earl Jones is the name. That is a voice that I it's one in a million. Sometimes you get that. I don't know what happens, but you get that one in a million voice. It doesn't start out that way, but it ends up that way. Yeah, like, so when I got into the voiceover thing, it was crazy how it all happened. Because, like, you were one of the people that told me that you like my voice. We've had people on our podcast that... Plenty of people saying they love the voice, you know what I mean? And then I'm going to work and I was pissed off about having to go to work. And I'm like, you know, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, you know, I, I got kids, you know, old lady, the whole nine. And I'm like, what the fuck? Where am I at with my shit? And Steve Harvey came on. I was listening to Steve Harvey. <laughs> and this was crazy. He goes, you got to find your gift. God gave you a gift that only you have. And that's what you use to to succeed in life. And I'm like, well, what the fuck do I have? I mean, I can draw a little bit. Um, I'm studious, you know? I mean, there's not too many things I can't learn how to do. But I don't look at that as the gift that God gave me, being able to learn, because all of us can learn, you know? So that same day, I'm at a client stop, and I'm talking to him about his receipt, and this woman is just... 
eyeballing me and she's just smiling with this huge grin is she licking her lips she licking the lips bro she she like she was undressing me with her eyes bro. <laughs> i felt it like it felt like i got fucked that's that's what it felt like look i've had that stare happen a couple times where eventually you're just kind of like do they have x-ray vision like what are you looking at yeah i'm like yo you have to pay me for this you know know what i'm saying so i look at her and i'm like well how are you doing and she was like i'm doing great just just talk to me and i'm like what and she's like i just want you to talk to me i don't care what you say just talk to me and i'm like Oh wow. Um, I don't know what's what's wrong with you, but um that's like <laughs> red flag territory. You have yourself a nice day, sweetheart. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and get on back in my truck and get the fuck up out of here. You might try to like hit me in the back of the head with a brick and put me in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> but while I'm driving, I'm like, wait a minute, you know, that that's my gift. God gave me this voice and nobody sounds like me you know what i mean so i'm like all right there's my talent let me really see what this voiceover stuff is work with if i'm gonna do this jump into it and just go and that's what i did and it's been it's been a great experience man it really has the stuff i'm learning about auditioning and audio equipment and how, getting your audio to work right and 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 editing and mixing music and background noise it's it's amazing shit bro well we'll get into it a little bit more i mean I'll, I'll connect you with some friends i probably should have did this now that i know you're actually taking off into the interest of it um that i'll i have some friends that are professional voice actors that can probably give you some really good tips that they learned throughout their many years of one of a good friend of mine who narrates a lot of my stuff casper michael shout out to him um he's on he's got a good voice too but he does like uh i forgot what the um mystery cities abandoned um there's like a there's documentary series about investigating places and things of that sort so he does a lot of stuff yeah yeah. so he does a lot of stuff like the bbc he works for a lot of voice acting companies and things of that sort and he's got like he knows all the tech and all that type of stuff so he'll be able to guide you out in that direction i mean that's the big thing is like if i look at like what i learned through the years i've done podcasting honestly at this point if i see another wav file i'll throw up a hundred percent. I can't look at them anymore. And it's just like, that's the worst thing about like, I can do the conversation stuff. That's not difficult. The difficult part, it's the editing stuff. Cause there's something like one dude I was talking to and we're talking about, like he was a activist. He was in Cuba. He worked for Fidel Castro at some point. And he just goes, he's like, starts saying, he goes, we need to take all these people. Then he says something. I go, you can't say that. You can't say that. Don't say that at all. And he goes, we'll cut it out. And then he would go fine. And then like, we're just talking and like the stuff he said, I was like, bro, I was like, give me like two minutes. Like, I mean, you got to say like a straight sentence before you start saying death on people. Like you don't do that. Yeah. And um, I don't even know if I could say that on YouTube to be was repeating something. I, it, you can't. And I was just like, I know so much about the guidelines now because I've had to deal with issues where videos were getting flagged for no apparent reason where I was like, oh, it's just the subject matter that I want to talk about. And you want to talk about a gift from God. I think my gift is the fact of I'm, I'm not ignorant um, in the sense of like being a, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm oblivious to the factors of things you can't talk about, but I just don't see any topics that shouldn't have a conversation aspect to it. Like you can't stigmatize conversation. And there's like certain things that people go, you shouldn't be talking about that. or I don't want to talk about that. It's like, what is that? Like, why can't we? But see that thing right there gets me when people say, oh, you can't talk about this, but why not? Why, why can't we have a conversation about shit? Now, I get that some people get uncomfortable. 
I get that. And it, it's not a a subject that a lot of people like talking about sometimes. But at the same time, if you have a conversation about it, you can learn a lot from each other. Just talking. Well, it's like even like with anything that could be considered like conspiratorial and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't. Oh, man. I'm what? like, bro, like, come on now. Like, what is this? talk? What are we? We're, we're meant to have fun. We're meant to have like this. But even our conversation we did on your show. Would, would be something that people like you can't talk about stuff like that I'm like i can't talk about my favorite actor or favorite person in the world is mariah carey and they're like you can't talk about that i was like why they're like the relationship with nick cannon i'm like i don't give a fuck like i just want to talk about mariah carey <laughs> yeah and and i think it's because like again people don't become so sensitive like i look at shit when i'm looking at uh, uh comedians doing their stand-up it's not the same to me anymore you know what i mean it's it's like it's a hearty, it's not a hearty, oh, I'm dying laughing. You know, you clapping like Def Jam comedy show. You know, you clapping and you stomping and you crying. You know what I mean? It's more like, eh, okay. I get why you had to say it that way. But I mean, you could have really cleaned up your punchline if you would have just said this and just hit a motherfucker with it, you know? But you can't do that now. For, for what reason, I don't know. Like, that's why I think Hollywood and the movies that they do are shitty because they don't have the freedom to express what really they should be expressing. Like comedy is gonna be fucking raunchy, racy. I mean, everything under the sun, but that's what makes it funny because there's no malice behind it. You're just poking fun at shit. Oh, but you can't poke fun at people because it hurts their feelings. If you don't like something, you don't have to watch it. If you don't like listening to something, you don't have to listen. But yet people choose to do that so they can choose to be mad or fake mad about something. <laughs> well, we were talking about this off air, but we were I was watching Kung Fu Hustle and it's one the of the best, best yeah, parodies. Best. I mean, you would honestly it, it's so much of a parody that it just feels like is this a real like Kung Fu movie? Because it just kind of like it. It's like taking bits and pieces of every type of comedical thing out there. But one of the persons on there, the guy who has like the five rings that goes around his arm, if anybody. Yeah. It's from 2004. I'm not spoiling anything. But the one lady, when she's yelling at him, kept calling him a fairy. I was like, yeah. Oh, my God. That would not happen today. But I don't think China cares about any of that type of stuff. They're like, we're going to make a movie. And even if they made a movie today, I guarantee you, they'll still use the same thing. They don't care about any of that type of stuff. Nah. And I mean, honestly, if you examine film through like the academy or the academic style of how people examine films, you can find problems with every single thing. I mean, you can. Oh, man. It's like predicting intent, which I think is just damn near impossible. But somehow all of society has just tried to predict what a person means instead of just asking, which is like. Yep. So like if you're watching a film like I Am Legend, is it a film that would be canceled? I'm like, well analyze it from an academic standpoint you have a guy who's alone that loses his dog so now you're already uh messing with animal rights because uh -huh. the dog has to die in the film so you can really just like and that's what it was and that's kind of when you examine some things of way academics examine films is really taking a quality of something that you don't necessarily should be harping on and then expanding it out to the point where it becomes the problem and then you start looking at it, you're like damn it like big lebowski would not last today walter socek is a vietnam ptsd guy and they're basically making fun of veterans because he's in there like all oh, my buddies are lying in the muck and he just sounds unstable and it's like all right look there's so many movies that wouldn't be get made today blazing saddles 
<laughs> one of those movies that would not be able to be made today. You know, Police Academy, a great comedy joint, couldn't play today with just a blue oyster scene alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, God, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> you know, people would lose their shit. You know, you got people mad about have, taking books out the libraries and this over here and this over here. And I'm like, you know what? If you actually pay attention, the more we divide it, the more easier your mind controls. If you stop paying attention to the bullshit, you're going to see the, the stuff that they're doing behind the curtains to you, you know? And it's like people want to be mad but for what? Like, I enjoy my life, you know? Yeah. Life is short. You only get this fucker one time. Enjoy it, you know? Granted, you're going to have fucked up things happen. That's because life be lifing. <laughs> That's all yeah. it is to it, you know? But you got to take joy out of that shit. You know, there's people that wake up that don't get to see that, you know, that, that woke up planned on today and got to see today. And other people planned on it and didn't get to see today. So, you know... What am I going to be mad about? I, I try to be, you know, as humble as possible with things. And I look at people when they get pissed off about shit. And I'm like, hey, you got to remember something. You're only going to go through this for a little bit. And then it'll be good again. You know? Yeah, shit's fucked up. Shit's bad. You might not make as much money as you fucking wanted. You might not fucking have the house or the girl or the car or whatever. But you're given opportunities to improve on that. And then you got to slowly make the steps to do it. It's just not, you're not going to get the genie in the bottle type shit. You know, you're not going to rub a magic lamp. I mean, trust me, I've been looking for a goddamn sugar mama, bingo <laughs> halls, all that shit. Still I've ain't found one. I've thought about it. <laughs> what? You know what? Where you're at, you could probably pull one, man. Oh my God. I'm telling you, there's this, I'm, I don't even want to say it just in case somebody for, I know people from my work listen to me, so I don't even want to say it, but I work at a gym. But yeah. Dude, there's some that are like, oh, how old are you? And like, your kid's my age? And I'm like, what? And I'm like, and what? And then someone goes, oh, they have old Ocean City money. I was like, what? Exactly. Like, they're yeah. one of those names that like Bruh. own a lot and they're connected to a lot. And I'm like, you know you what? You need to tap in. Once, tap in. And she's not bad. And I'm like, look, once a, once a week I have to deal with that. And then I just get to drive around in a McLaren all day. Come on, brother, Boom. brother. Boom brother you're setting on something that you don't even know you got an untapped resource <laughs> you might just want to dabble in it's a gold mine invest 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 <laughs> you know there's it, nothing wrong with sticking your toe in the water just to see what it's working with you yeah but then I mean? that movie uh what was it with the old guy uh old or young guy but he's like dating all those old women it was a movie that came out relatively recently and oh, was, I don't remember, but, but I know what you're talking about. You've probably seen trailers for it. I don't even think I've seen it, but that just steered me away from that life in general. I was like, yeah, but you got to build something for yourself. Like, that's the thing is like, what's, what are you going to willing to put the time in that invests into something? You got to invest in yourself. You just about, where do you invest? And that, I mean, it goes back uh -huh. to did you, you, you're spouting off a lot of like motivational wisdom a minute ago. Is Steve Harvey telling you all this? Like, do I have to listen to Steve Harvey and he's going to tell me to motivate my life? This is me, man. Like, like what, like I said, when I went through my divorce, I went, it was in a dark period and I, I've worked myself out of it and, you know, going through therapy, reading a lot of self-help books, you know, and, and really just getting in tune with myself as a, as a person. Cause you know, I, I, I was married at shit. When did I get married? Fuck. God damn. When, when did I get married? 
I got married when I was like 29. <laughs> I was like, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But so, you know, I at, at, at that time, I thought, you know, okay, I'm married, got the house, got the kids, you know, this is what I thought life should be. And that's what I just focused on was wife, kids, home. You know, I didn't really take time for me. And I, at the time, I didn't understand all that. And then when that shit got blown out the water, it's like, all you have is yourself now. And it's like, well, what the fuck do I do? For 10 years, I was husband provider. And now I'm by myself and I didn't know how to be by myself for a long time. Like I'm not used to this. Like the fuck do I do? All right, let's just try things we used to do. Let's go to the bar. Man, that shit was a fucking headache. Oh my God. Going to the bars. Oh my goodness. That was like, it was almost like a toothache. Like, mm, yeah, I used to be able to do this. I can't do this shit no more. You know what I mean? So it was like venturing out, going, meeting up with friends and like having a little cookouts and just little get togethers, man. And then, and, and tapping back into what a, a, a joy that I didn't have before, you know, like me and my buddies just recently, my buddies that I used to work with, we, uh, we go on these beach trips and I went on the beach trip, uh, four years ago and I found my piece, you know, out there just sitting on the beach and I seen like a fuck ton of dolphins just swimming and it blew my mind because i've only seen it on tv the way i saw it out there in that ocean you know what i mean and i'm like oh that's got to be some amazing shit and then we had a hell of a laugh we got fucked up that day and i laughed so hard that my ribs were hurting the next morning i'm like holy shit i needed that that's what i needed and that kind of re reset me so now it's like you know i take time out for myself i'm still providing for my kids and my old lady and and, and you know everything but i also take the time out for me now and i'm like that's what i was missing before that i didn't realize was like oh shit you know i got my little hobbies you know i got my podcast to do with my buddies every sunday that's something that we crank on to you know i dipped into the voiceover stuff you know i, I like learning a lot of things so i i get my books. I read my books, you know, on, on many different things. And, you know, and, and it's, it's like a thirst that I'm trying to constantly quench, but it, it feels good doing it, you know, just taking that time to do these things. And it's like, all right, this is what I was missing those years ago. Like, I didn't know that I should be taking care of me as long as, you know, cause I was like, you know, as long as I'm taking care of the family, fuck whatever I got to do. You know, I ain't even worried about my shit. My shit can take a back burner. As long as everybody else is good and I'm taking care of them, fuck what I need to do. You know, my life doesn't matter. It does, but I didn't know it then. I had to go through bullshit to figure out the good shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you. I think I like a lot of that. Like, I think, I mean, even at like 25 or whatever it is, everyone thinks, oh, you need to have two kids, you need to have a house, you need to have this. And it's like, we don't like the TV said that, like, I think even like Rugrats, the parents were like, I think in their thirties and they look like they were like 60 years old. I was like, that's just not the times, but even they like, beat up. you're yeah, I know <laughs> God, um, Man, but, they was rough. Right? <laughs> they were rough around the edges, Man, where are they now? <laughs> but like, even like what you said about getting a house, I'm like, that's a really big accomplishment, especially now. I mean, look at what $200 worth. My buddy put up a, a picture of $200 worth of groceries and it was 
I mean, dude, it would make your mind blow at just $200 worth of groceries. I just spent $60 on groceries and I barely got a really anything. I think it's going to last me the week, but it's like that the, the times are a lot different. I mean, getting a house when you're 30 is difficult. I mean, getting a house when you're 40 and you're with someone is a little bit easier, but at that point, it's I mean, still just as fucking difficult now. Oh God, dude, the anxiety from just like, I'm, I'm like, Oh God, I need to get this done and get this done and get this done. Are you telling me no, you don't? I'm like, Oh God, dude, just like, you don't understand the pressure that comes on. Oh man. Oh, believe me. I know. Cause I mean, I still go through it. Like we're renting our house that we're in right now. You know, well, tell in- me about it. Did you, were you available to be able to pick a spot to do that? Like, are you like, did you pick a house that you wanted or was this something that was like first house and then you got it? This is how crazy this shit went. Okay. So <laughs> when, when, what was it last year or year before last, when the housing market started going bananas and they started, uh, like people when they were buying house because we were going to buy a house and we were all set like we had our shit lined up to buy a house but people were buying houses without um uh uh looking at them they were just buying them you know putting contracts on them right oh, i thought you were going to say they were buying houses without like there wasn't a roof on the house it's like you what you buy it's, there, there were flood. some people <laughs> that were like that there were some places that were like that and it wasn't even people buying it it was corporations buying houses like this and it was getting crazy and i'm like what the fuck why are developers get like what what, i I get it that they have the money like right now up front here here's the money i'm paying for this you know i don't give a shit i'm gonna tear it down anyway and put some other shit up but i'm like god damn you know all right cool so we're like we're not gonna buy let's go ahead let's try to go rent something so then the same thing that was happening with the renter market like people were really were putting contracts in without going to see houses like we went to one spot and it was funny because the guy had posted it at like 6.30 at night. I call him at 6.45. Hey, me and my girl were interested in checking this house out. Can we come by in the morning at 10 o'clock? He goes, yeah, sure. All right, cool. Got to the house at 10 o'clock. The guy said, I already have four contracts on it. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. How's that even possible? You put it on at 6.30. I talked to you 6.45. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Who the hell came and looked at the house before us? He goes, no, y'all the first ones to come look at the house. So wait a minute, you got contracts on a house that people hadn't come by and seen yet? He goes, yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't even want to, I don't want to deal with it. So we talked to our friend and she was like, look, y'all can stay here as long as y'all need to. It's no problem. So my girl came up with this idea. She goes, hey, what if we looked in the newspaper? And I was like, give it a shot like we've been on online this whole time like go go for it so she found this house in a newspaper that wasn't online contacted the realtor the realtor was this older lady right she had to be in her late 60s early 70s she said hey i'm looking for a sugar model well, no, hold on. Can you find those in the newspaper? Fuck, I've been looking in the wrong spots. Uh, you maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm telling you, bingo night is probably the key. <laughs> <laughs> but she goes, well, I'm, I'm renting this house out for a friend of mine who I've known for a long time. And she was like, you know, I put it in the newspapers because I've been watching what's been going on. And people are just getting these houses or tearing them up or renting them and renting them out again to somebody else. She's like, I don't, I don't want to deal with that kind of headache. So we talked to her. She was like, look, you guys are the fourth people to come by and look at this house with interest. And you guys are the ones that I am rooting for. And I'm going to tell him to give it to you guys. And we're like, 
What? All right, because I mean, the house is the right size, right, uh, 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 right price, fucking enough yard for the kids to be in. Like it's on an acre of land. You know what I mean? Eighteen hundred square feet, which is big enough for everybody. You know what I mean? And it it worked in our budget perfectly. And I'm like, yo, let's go ahead cop this now. We'll get ourselves together to to get situated to buy a house. But then fucking inflation came and blew shit out the water. Then that fucking Fed started doing the interest rate hikes, which fucked us up even more. Then they talk about um, something that just happened here back in the beginning of May, because me and my girl were pissed off with this one, where they're like, all right, if you have good credit, your interest rate on a house now is going to be more, you're going to pay more for that mortgage than somebody with bad credit. I'm like, I've busted my ass since I got my credit back up to par to keep it in good graces so I could come in there with a good deal. And now you're telling me all that work was for some bullshit that it don't matter now. Then why the fuck do I got good credit? Why did I just have? You're asking the questions then that they don't like. This is what we were talking about. This is why you can't. They. It's like the really simple shit. It's like, why is that? Wait, so I have to take money out, go in debt then get out of debt to build credit to get this and get that. That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, why if I, if I have the money, why would you put me in a situation and anxiety of not having money then to try and pay that back? So what is that about? And they just go, well, we're testing your loyalty. I'm like, isn't what, what if I make the payments on time (laughs) and every, you get everything (laughs) at the exact time, but you want me to go into debt. So I have to work my ass off for you to get out of that debt, to prove that I'm loyal to you and I'm responsible for paying back a debt. And they go, yes. And that's how you build credit. Yes. I'm like, that makes no fucking sense. And they're like, I know, but you're going to do it anyway. And you're like, damn. (laughs) And then the bad part is once you pay off that debt, it tanks your credit. Like your credit gets hit because you've paid it off because you don't have no more debt for them to track. I'm like, yo, y'all, y'all, y'all some foul motherfuckers. Exactly. It's like always be in debt so you can never leave the country. You can never go anywhere or do anything of that because you got to remember there's this debt and we always have this over you. Yeah. Look, I get the guy who played in Blade, um, the one that didn't pay taxes. I understand it now. A hundred percent. Fuck the system. Jesus. Because technically, as many people say, we don't need to be paid taxes. We don't need to. It's not constitutional for us to pay taxes, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But guess what? When you don't pay them, they come and lock your ass up. Exactly. So, uh, do you want to go to jail or do you just want to go ahead and pay this bullshit? If you had care? everybody following suit on it, then it would work out. But then there's like other things that like if it's just one person, they got it so rigged. to, And that's the issue is like if you're really trying to accomplish anything, I got to ask about the house. Hang on, we got to go back to this. If you were going to have a like a be able to pick a home, what would you pick? I mean, any you had full scale market, anything you wanted. What are the qualities that you would want in a home compared to what you would just be happy with? Oh, oh, okay. I'd have to have at least an acre or more for a yard. Okay. Um, for barbecues, or is it just because you like sitting out on the porch and looking at the yard and stuff? It's a both. It's both. You know what I mean? Just have. Uh, I need to have space. I want to have. You know, I don't want to be close to anybody. Like not on top of each other, but I want to be able to. If I want to go outside and walk butt ass naked outside and piss in my yard, I want to be able to do that. 
God damn. <laughs> you know Don't be I mean? near that's, any neighbors. That's what I'm saying. I would have had that freedom where I could, you know what? I got to pee this morning. Like, I'm, I'm on the porch and I'm scratching my balls. I'm butt ass naked. Like, you know, I'm just going to pee right here next to this bush. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, uh, at least probably a, uh, I, I would say a one level, but if I had a one level, I want to have like a big ass garage for like a man cave area. If not, have a, a basement that's finished just for me. You know what I mean? And just space for the kids. That's it, really. And maybe an extra bedroom for somebody to stay. You know, I'm, I'm real simple with it. But when you look at the houses, they're matchboxes. Like, it's just wood and fucking plyboard. And it's, it's the shit can go up in flames. It's not built like the house I'm in right now is over 100 years old. This fucker is built to last, bruh. Like, yeah, like it, this motherfucker is a solid ass house. This house, if it was to go ever go on sale, I guarantee you. And and with the houses that are around it that made the equity of this house go up, this house would easily sell for six hundred seven. Does it have a fireplace? It used to. It used to. They 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 uh sealed it off. They had a fireplace downstairs and upstairs. So they sealed both of them off. An upstairs fireplace? That's bold. I've never seen that before. Oh, and these old country houses, bro. Yeah, like that. My my uh, grandmother's house had to, had a fireplace downstairs and upstairs. Damn, I've never even heard of that before. I'm so used to like in Baltimore or just, I mean, over here, there's kind of older houses, but a lot of stuff is more newer, especially like when you get into Ocean City because it kept expanding. But like the only old house I can really think of is like some of those row homes where it goes into the floor. A little downstairs, bit. yeah. It's not technically a basement, but it's also it like, it's like another really apartment. Downstairs. It's not even an apartment. It's like a little area. Yeah, I mean, well, just the homes like there, there's like you walk up the steps, go up to the front door, and then there's an upstairs part where it goes to the first floor. And then there's also a split where it goes downstairs into like the what you would call like the basement. So like, it's not an apartment, but it's your home, but it's like it sinks into the ground, which is just weird. And I realize you can't do that in New Orleans because flooding flooding yeah new orleans yeah they don't have any of those homes that go under like that but that's like a very common thing in baltimore a lot of the houses just like look like they're one story but no the one story goes up and then the other part is the whole basement down below where people keep like a treadmill i know my grandpa had a treadmill and had socks hanging over it and shit like that we used to stay over his house and that's where i remember watching back to the future movies and then i was like i think it was like one o'clock in the morning i was like i'm gonna go on the treadmill and i was like six at the time i got stuck under the fucking thing while it was on damn <laughs> never that's again the old school joints too that's an old school joint, man. That heavy fucker right there. There's no emergency cable. There's no emergency cable to pull. It didn't fold up or none of that, man. It was just there. It's heavy <laughs> ass. That's why. That's why they kept them because they couldn't get rid of them. How many? <laughs> how many shins have been busted on a corner of one of them things? Oh my goodness! Oh man, I remember my aunt had one of those, yo. But out here, yeah, man. Uh, old old country. If, if the house is anywhere, I want to say. Maybe 80, yeah, 80 years or older. It probably had, a ups, if it had a, a upstairs and it didn't have no central air or central heat, most likely they had a fireplace at one point upstairs. I just wouldn't want to live in anywhere like where, like I like Ocean City, but I wouldn't want to live where like the walls are paper thin. I used to live in like a townhome with my dad and my brother used to live there briefly for a, a little bit of time. He's four years older than me. And I remember one day I was sitting there playing video games and I just heard a, a chew, 
and it was the neighbor. And I just went, bless you. And then I'm like, the walls are that thin. Yeah. I go, oh my God, dude, back in my days of playing Xbox, the screaming and all that type of stuff of that other kids <laughs> online and shit. I was like, yo, I feel so bad. And I think that's when I stopped playing video games. But, you know, there was like, I was like, I would never want to live in a home right beside someone else's home with walls that thin. It's just, there's no privacy that you want a little bit of privacy or the illusion. It of really isn't. Yeah. Cause I lived in a home like that. Uh, this was when I was 25, 26. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, we had this townhouse and we were chilling and, you know, you know, you, you in the bedroom doing the thing, you know what I mean? And our headboard was hitting the wall. So the neighbor would get mad and they would bang back. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, you hear him yelling. I'm like, man, fuck you, get yours. I'm getting mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you walk outside, you see the motherfucker like, yo, he's a man, you got to keep it down. Motherfucker, get yours. Don't pay it on mine. Get some earplugs. Like, it ain't my fault that you can hear everything going on in my place and I can hear everything going on in your place. Dude That's just your walks problem. over, knocks on the door and goes, look, man, I got a bunch of fucking photos on the wall. And every time you have a little bit of fun and I'm happy for you, he gives you like a nice fist pound or something like that. Because, <laughs> dude, I got to buy frames every fucking week. <laughs> Cut it back. Like, bro, dude. I'll tell you, it was crazy, man, because you literally, not only do you hear everything, you smell everything. Like, what they were cooking, what you're oh. cooking. It's like if they're making something like sausages or like one of those old bratwurst type things, I will vomit all over the place. I can't stand that smell. What you really don't do like like it's, cheddar it, brats? I, I don't I, I don't know what happened. I got really like sick when I was a kid one time, and I remember my dad loved those like bratwurst things, and he kept cooking them. And I had to be like in elementary school, and it, it mixed with the sickness I was experiencing, it had just given me a bad memory. Wherever I smell it, I'll start getting headaches and I'll start getting like massively ill if someone tries to cook. That's how I know when someone's pissed off at me, they'll just start cooking those things. I'm like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Man, that's like me and cabbage. My grandmother for a year straight there was a guy that lived up the road that had like a little garden every day i come home from school there'd be a fucking box of cabbage like two cabbages just sitting on the fucking porch and i'm like ah oh, fuck man this guy is goddamn cabbage she would cook cabbage <laughs> cabbage was the vegetable we had for dinner before my mom came and picked us up every day for a year straight was cabbage it got to the point now when somebody cooks it just the smell alone, I'll throw up. Like, I cannot be in a house that's cooking cabbage because I'm just going to get sick. It just triggers like a bad, and I, I get what you're saying with the memory, it triggers a bad memory that where my body's like, oh no, it's happening again. <laughs> See, that's that's like, that's the thing about me though. Like, I'm trying my best, like, I this is kind of how I live, which is just like, I just let things go. Like, I just kind of do my thing and not trying to mess with anybody else's thing, but I also just try and like, I don't know. I wouldn't say try anything new, but just kind of live. That's it. Just live. That's the bare minimum. But then you got to think like if you're going to be a parent and you're going to cook kid your food kid or your cook kid cook food for your kids. That was difficult. There you go. You got it though. I was with you. What? <laughs> thank God. Um. But what's like what what what's going to be the meal? Like you can have like the breakfast on the Mondays or whatever you want. Like I know my, I went to my buddy's house and like I said we were hanging out for his birthday and um I. I 
he was i opened up his fridge and there's like pizza in there i'm like what why do you guys always have pizza in your fridge because pizza fridays i'm like that's the thing he goes yeah in our house we have pizza fridays it's like when you go to your friend's house you realize not every single person eats the same they have a different style of cuisine it's like what's the one specific for you and i don't know what that would be i mean you could ask your kids what they want to eat but then they're like candy or pizza or something like that it's like well, what's going to be something that's going to be customary that you would have? Because I remember I had soup for a full year because nobody would cook on the stove in a house that we moved into. Uh-huh. It was so dirty and so messed up and the gas was so messed up that we just had like microwavable shit for a year. But I was at this point in middle school. So that's like normal as hell to just microwave up something. And then when I was like senior year and like high school years. My dad would be like, I can cook you like eggs. I can cook you like steak. I can cook you whatever you want, what I'm eating. And he was also at this point, my dogs were older. So he was like, I'll feed you the same thing I'm feeding. Like I'm eating steak and you're, the dogs are eating steak and you're eating fucking dollar, dollar tree chicken sandwiches. And I'm like, yeah, because it's 30 seconds in the microwave and that's it. You shouldn't be in the kitchen longer than five minutes. If you spend all day in the kitchen, you're doing it out of enjoyment. You're not doing it because you have to. Like we have so many things now where you can leave and do other things, but there's just people that go, I'm going to be in the kitchen. It's like, how long? Six hours. You're like, what the hell are you talking about? That's like, I, and I get it. That's why I asked you about the house thing. Some people want a huge kitchen. I go, I don't really care for the kitchen that much. I'm not going to be spending most of my day in the kitchen. This isn't the 1800s. But that's if you can. If it, like, all right, so with my kids, man, like if I'm doing a meal, like, cause I, I, I throw down in the kitchen, like, that's my thing. I get in there and it's like, what can I come up with that? I know the kids are going to fucking love. And I, I, I base what I cook for them on how they enjoy what I cook for them. They'll, cause they, they're the best critics under the sun. My kids will tell me, yo, I don't like this. All right, cool. All right. Note self. Don't ever cook this for the kids no more. I, I might enjoy it, but they don't like it. Got it. Then I'll make something. They're like, yo, dad, you got to make this again. All right, note to self. This one's going in the wind column right That's, here. Wait, so they, they tell you that? Because, like, everyone knows my tell when I don't like something. You just hear the ketchup bottle come out, and you just go with the ketchup all over the face, <laughs> like drench it. Oh, yeah, man. We we truthful up here, man. Like, I, I, I tell my kids, if you got something to say, you say it. If you ever got a problem, address it. Like, there's no sense in holding on to that shit, you know? So even with me, if y'all got something wrong that I'm doing that y'all don't like, hey, dad, I don't, I don't appreciate this or something like that or, or whatever. But, you know, I want y'all to be comfortable enough to come to me because I remember being a kid, I wasn't comfortable coming to my dad with certain shit, you know, because I knew he wasn't paying attention. Like my mom, I could tell her, but she didn't get it a lot of times. You know what I mean? There were some things that I needed my dad for that it just wasn't going to happen. So I want to make sure my kids know, hey, you can come to me. I might not have the answer, but I might be able to give you some kind of guidance or anything like that. So when I'm cooking, they'll, I hear them, oh, what you cooking? Or they'll, hey, dad, can you make this? And I'm like, yeah, let's throw down. But I got to have the time to do it. Like, you know, all these cats are talking about, oh, meal prep this and meal prep that. I tried that shit. I was good with that meal prepping for maybe two months and then i just got burnt out from it because you know a meal prep had shit set up for at least four days and then the weekend come and i'm like well, fuck i gotta cook again i'll cook a meal for friday saturday but then i got a meal prep on sunday and cook this shit for fucking the week and i was like were you doing it for health reasons or were you doing it for no nah, i was just trying to do the fucking just so we, we weren't spending a lot of money on like yeah. 
going out to eat and shit, man, because things started to get expensive, bro. Like once this the inflation bullshit hit and oh we we got chicken wing shortages and we got this kind of Wait, shortage happening. What chicken wing shortages? You you didn't hear about that shit? No, I didn't know about it. I don't ever eat chicken wings. Oh, you don't eat the yard bird, bruh. Oh, you're breaking my heart. No, you gotta understand I'm a fitness guy. So all I all I eat is like cans of tuna, I'll eat egg whites. Um, so if those are those are oh, net they never really change. I mean, I noticed the price of pricing cans you don't of tuna eat went up the a bird dollar. titty. The bird is that what they call it? Yeah, them? you know, you know, you don't eat the chicken breast. You Why am I saying down there? Bird? You live like in the same state as me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was like, what? to me, it just sounded so foreign. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I realized, oh, you're in my area as well, too. But I've never, yeah, never, yeah. never heard of the bird, Teddy. You don't eat chicken breasts. Damn. <laughs> That's what chicken wings are? I thought they were the actual armor. No, something. no, no. No, the chicken wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we fuck up some wings out this month. What is this? Man, a <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like this happened maybe a two years ago roughly when when covid was getting ready to come out of covid they were like you know uh there's a chicken wing shortage and i'm like that doesn't make any sense because chick-fil-a is popping off Man, granted they don't use chicken wings but they got chicken meat yeah chicken breast is it meat there's no way is it chicken meat come on I don't know, but with that peanut oil that they cook that shit in. Yo, that's what it is. Use. You know, when someone released that secret recipe of like, they just cook it in peanut oil. The, you know, Chick-fil-A was like, we're killing somebody. Someone's going to die. You know, you know, don't mess with the Lord's chicken now. You know, Chick-fil-A clothes on Sunday for the Lord. Don't mess with the Lord. It's like when that one guy created a business called Side Chick. And what it was is it was a Chick-fil-A delivery thing. Yep. And right Chick-fil-A next to was it. like, you need to get out now. <laughs> but i was doing it so we didn't spend so much money because i mean going out to eat was just it, it it wasn't enjoyable you know what i mean because you're like you know you go out and you want to have a good time you want to have a good meal but then you look at the prices and you're like man what the fuck what hey excuse me um hey uh uh you telling me this thin ass breast that you gave me with with, with this dry ass uh, broccoli and this potato that you loaded up with all these condiments cost me how much when when this happened you know what i mean like, i can make this at home for cheaper but it's the process of having to do that work to get that mail it, it's a problem that like for me i don't i don't care about going out to eat i've done it not done it for years so it's not a big thing for me but then there's a thought that comes in my head and i started noticing this recently and i'm not saying like i'm old or anything but if I have kids, that'll change, change my mindset a lot. Cause I started noticing things that like when I'm hanging out with my nephews or something that are when I just see my nephews, there's ideas I want to have. They're not old enough to really do a whole lot yet. Um, but like when my one nephew's not able to ride a car seat anymore, I want to take him to the movies. I want to take him to all these places. I just want to spend a bunch of money, which is the complete opposite of how I usually do things. I usually like I'm picking pennies just because I'm worried. I'm more about paying bills. I don't need to buy anything. Like, I don't need to go out and party and everyone's like, I got to, you know, buy a new shirt. I got to buy a new wardrobe. I don't really give a shit. Like, I just, I, there's not, I don't look bad. So it's like, I don't need to go and spend a bunch of money on that. But when I see like my nephews and I go, okay, when I'm going to be a parent, what is that going to be like? It's going to be a lot of like, you know, more hands-on type stuff. Cause you, you realize, and then it makes me kind of shatter my own illusions of like great memories I have, which is like Christmas and all these types of things where I thought, oh my God, they did all this type of stuff. They could with all the money at the time was a little bit different, but 
then you're looking at like what impresses them and it's like really simple stuff like just doing this or getting them a toy or doing this and that's like oh god the number of times i went to the dollar store with like a parent or something i was like can i get this as a little kid and then it was like the best thing and then your whole night was entertained and i was yeah. like that is nothing but now that i'm older and i realize oh my god looking back at it so it's like yeah make sure that paradise for them that they do have that experience but also make sure it lasts for as long as it possibly can and that it's and that's like I you know that's what I respect about you because like I mean I think you you know obviously we talked about you know your childhood as well too but also you're a very hands on parent compared to oh you gotta most, be which is like insane because I think that's like a new generational thing that's coming up now at least with my generation I'm seeing a lot of the kids uh you know friends of mine that are having kids that are very hands on but also I understand dog parents as well too you know when I went to my buddy's house I hadn't seen the, this dog these dogs in like a month. Like it's not that's not that long. My perception of time is so off, dude. I feel like I'm gonna be. But that tomorrow. animal is different. Yeah. Th so the, so I mean, just what me, it's different. I get. I feel like I, I talked to my grandma. I was like, yeah, I just talked to you like two weeks ago. She's like, Rob, that was two months ago. I was like, what the fuck's happening? Am I look? I had to look into Alzheimer's research <laughs> for guests on my show because I thought I was losing shit. And they're like, no, it's ADHD. I was like, what? They're like, time blindness is with ADHD. You, your perception of the only thing with ADHD is, and this is what I started learning as well too, um, is that the only two moments in time that matter is the moment that's happening now. And then when people say like later time, which is happening in the future, you don't give a shit. There is none of those concept of that. It's just what's happening right now. The only thing that matters to you is presence. And I was like, oh, okay, so that makes sense. Like that's why you put stuff off. That's why you do all this type of stuff. It's time blindness because you don't realize what's going on. You get so wrapped up in the time around you. So that's why I thought my time was so it's not Alzheimer's. Thank God. Um, but <laughs> time is moving quickly. And I thought, like, oh, they were serious when you get older, time moves quickly. No, they Bruh, it is a yes. saying, yes. But it, it's also not like how I'm experiencing it. That for me, it's just I'm not paying attention to what's going on around me. Like last time we talked was a, a year and some change. Like it doesn't seem like it. it seemed like we we're just talking yesterday. It really does it, bro. It, it, like I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, what? Because look, I got a beard and shit now. And I'm like, man, I didn't have that beard before. I'm trying. Hey, look, you'll get there, man. You know what I mean? You you young still. You know what I mean? You got you get you just getting your your baby hairs coming in now. You know? Baby hairs, get the fuck out of here. I got the mustache going at this point. <laughs> no, you know what? Don't do a mustache, man. You're gonna look like the creepy guy in the van if you have a mustache. I, I got think. the mustache. Yeah, it's, it's it's a little faint, but you know, it's, it's gotta connect you to the goatee. That's what it's gotta do. Okay, now if you do that, man, you could pull that off real good. If you get a, get that Doctor Strange look, you could pull that <laughs> off real good. <laughs> My dad just has the full on like all all right down here is just full on beard, and he's had it since I mean before I was born. He just kept it. He's like, yeah, once I hit twenty five, everything started. The beard started coming in, and then that was it. I kept it the rest of my life. I was like, all I want is either mutton chops or the curl up mustache. Oh, the joint that they put the joint into the, uh, that. Uh, I, I had a friend that her dad bless his soul had that shit man his joint would come out to about right here i don't want to like have like no that's twist too around. much if you got to walk sideways into doors that's a problem because <laughs> the mustache is too in there you go like hold on i gotta walk right there this shit was styled though man the man has some pizzazz with his shit bro <laughs> like i always wanted the fu manchu type joint i wanted to go around just flowing this 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 long beard but my hair doesn't do that you know what i mean my to, mind goes wolfman to the kids thing though do you find yourself wanting to take vacations because you know that that's going to be a good thing for them 
Um, when I do do vacations, I try to have experiences for them. You know what I mean? Like, I want them to have an experience that I wasn't able to have. You know what I mean? Like, my, my parents, like, when I remember going to school, being young, after summer, and one of the assignments was always tell us what you did over the summer, you know? And I'd hear people say, oh, we went to Disneyland, we did this, and we did this. And I'm like, man, I rode my bank and went to the ice cream truck and chilled with my friends. That's what I would always do on summertime, you know? But now that I'm able to give my kids these experiences, like, you know, I try to do, I don't really, I haven't taken them out of town per se to like go somewhere for a week straight and stay somewhere for a week, you know, or go, you know, to another state and just stay there. I haven't done that. I do like day trips because it's, it's, not as hectic you know when you take kids out for someplace for a whole week you got a plan i mean everything where are you going to be at where are you going to stay what are you going to do while you're there you know what i mean versus you know all right i'm I'm, we're going to go to this museum or or we're going to go do this on this day we're going to chill at home we're going to relax we're going to enjoy each other's time you know it's more so give them an experience but also enjoy the time together because i know when they get older we're not going to have that you know they're going to have their own families they're going to be doing their own thing so if i can get their time and we could just just be here like i told my girl she was like you know she wanted to go to the beach or whatever this year i said okay let's figure it out let's plan it out and then we can go but i don't want to stay at the beach the whole fucking time the whole week i don't want to be there because it gets mundane. You can only do but so much, you know, a couple days there. Cool. Good time. Let's get back. Let's reset. Let's do something local, you know, and, and, and just kick it. Like my kids and I, man, we'll sit in the living room and we'll be lounging, just bullshit and just talking shit to each other. You know, we'll watch a show, laugh about some shit, or we can be zoned out. Like we went, uh, <laughs> what did we do a couple weeks ago? We, uh, I can't remember what we went out for, but we went out and we had a full day. We like, we, we, we played, uh, where did we go? We did monster golf and it's like a little putt putt, uh, place out in Sterling. It's all blacked out. Like you can't see shit in there. It's, it's just black light. You know, it's got all these little obstacles, you know, laser tag, all this other shit in there. So we're in there for pretty much the whole damn day, just playing around playing games we go out to eat, we come home and we're home and we're like in a food coma. Like all of us just lounged on the couches, didn't say a word for like two hours. We're just chilling, you know, just zone the fuck out. And my girl looks up and she goes, you know what? We haven't said a word in two hours. We just all been sitting here. I said, yeah, but that's also good because we're just chilling. It's just, as long as we got the whole unit here, we're good, you know? But when I take them out, like I took them to, um, Matter of fact, I took them up your way uh, or near your way, not really actually your way, but in Maryland. Um, what was it? The Children's Science Museum up there. That's a museum they got down this, here? Yeah, not in Ocean City, but it's in Maryland. It's a uh, Children's Science Museum. I think it's off the harbor. Uh, yeah, it's up by, it's by the, uh, near the, it's near the aquarium. I think it's Annapolis is where it's at. Oh, shit, yeah, that's in Baltimore area. But, um. I took them up there and we're in the museum and everything is hands-on because it's a children's museum and you could, kids can fuck with everything. And they had this joint 
it was a bit of nails. And I was like, oh shit. Yo, it's an actual real bit of nails. You know, they put them on, you, you, the kids lay down on this bed and the nails push up. You know, remember that thing that uh, you put your hand in and you could, you know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what that thing is called, but it was just like that. You know, it pushed it push up from the from the bed and pushed the kids up on a bed of nails. So I said, yo, y'all should do that. You know what I mean? Uh. And they're like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I said, no, go for it. Check it out. Because guess what? When you go back to school and they say, hey, what did you do? You can say, I laid on a bed of nails. How many kids can say, I laid on a bed of nails? <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, I love how your brain works, man. Dude, we got to do a vacation together. That shit would be hilarious. I'm more oh, like, look, I, look, and this is a good question I'm going to ask you because I'm interested in what you're interested in when it comes to learning about stuff. I'm in a big historical thing right now, but dude, I found myself like, I'm like, yo, when can I take my nephew to a museum? I'll drive to Baltimore just to go to like the Air and Space Museum. Or I'll drive to DC to go to like the national thing for my own interest, but also that's a good experience, you know, to get some yeah. like a good excuse to go as well too i mean as good as going to an amusement park is one Bruh. thing but also going to a museum is a whole other different scenario For you man to. how old are you how old are your nephews man wow. oh, like God, are they like even ask me that five question. uh probably like five six is the oldest one and then a little bit younger like i said my time perception's off so i guarantee you my brother's gonna send me a text saying damn it robbie he's seven or eight and i'm like shit i don't know man I'm telling you, man, the aquarium's a nice place to take them, man. You know what I mean? Because all the fish are around, especially if they ever watch Nemo and shit like that. You know, the aquarium. It, you, it's not as good as it used to be because you used to be able to go watch the dolphin swim. And they have a section called the Splash Zone because that's where the dolphin, they they signal the dolphin to do some shit. And you get hit with a bunch of water from out the tank. They stopped that shit because of COVID, you know what I mean? Which is fucked up. But, like... I took them to uh, the Smithsonian uh, Natural History Museum. We did that joint, man. They love that joint. Like this year, I'm taking them to um, the uh, Optical Illusion Museum. Like I just found this place and I was like, yo, that place looks cool as shit, man. Like to me, it's a joy because I'm experiencing something I ain't never experienced with them. You know, and they're experiencing some shit they ain't never done either. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good one here. I wanted to take them to the spy museum, but I don't think it's a it's what I think it would be for them. I think it's more so for me doing that one. <laughs> I just think like there's so many things you can think about making a lasting impression on some on so much. The last museum I've ever went to was when I went to Hawaii. And when I went to Hawaii, we went to the Pearl Harbor thing. But okay. that whole day is a memory that's going to last with me for the rest of my life because of just like I said, if you ever hang out with me, my life is so weird. And when I mean weird, it's just I don't know. I can have a normal day, but it's never normal. Like I'll, I'll witness it. Like when I was 17 years old and I was going to a CVS, I was riding my bike from 12th Street to 18th Street. That's six fucking streets. You should not have an experience in six streets. My whole day was sitting at home and playing a video game. And that was it. That was all I wanted to do. And I go, I'm going to go to uh, CVS. So I'm going to get one of those little Starbucks drinks. Okay. You know, the coffee little things. And this is the time I, I don't really care about Starbucks, but they're good coffees. I wanted one. I'm riding my bike to this CVS and I saw something I shouldn't have. And what I mean by that is you take the side streets. So I don't take the main street. I just take the side streets to get to, cause it's riding my bike. I was like, I want to go get some air a little bit, you know, get out of the house for a little bit and I'll go to the CVS. And I witnessed someone doing a drug deal of cocaine 
in front of their up like you know when you're having a moment with a friend <laughs> where it's you and your buddy talking and you kind of go <clears throat> man imagine like, like you could be sitting out in front of your front doorstep no one else is going to experience that but you and your buddy that's how it's meant yep. to be but I'm that one-off where it's like a neighbor walking by that sees it and you go, oh shit, that was embarrassing. Let's get inside the house. So I, these guys were just, <laughs> you know, hand a bag of Coke to somebody and I'm like riding my bike and I see it. And then all I see is both their heads turn and look at me and they both start going down their steps to get in their car and like follow me. And they followed me to the CVS. They waited out front. They went into the store, looked for me briefly. I was hiding. And then they went back into their car and then drove off. But I stayed in that CVS for like a full hour because I just to make sure <laughs> I witnessed something I shouldn't have witnessed. So yep. that's what I'm saying. There's is, a lot of that's what my life is, though. So then when I get to like <laughs> we get we get to the museum thing, the museum aspect of things. So we went to the Pearl Harbor Museum when I was probably like 14 years old, 15 years old. Um, I was with my grandparents and my brother. And dude, the impact and like how like that really made me appreciate more museums because you're actually like learning a lot of historical shit about Pearl Harbor. You get to go like over where the memorial is in the middle of like the bay part where the sunken ships are below. Yeah, Crazy, horrible. Basically, that was in the morning and you're not doing shit for the rest of your day. Okay. That's how it's supposed to go. You go to something like that and then afterwards yep. you have dinner and then you kind of relax. That's an end of the night event. And we did that first thing in the morning. And then my grandma goes, we're going to the flea market. I was like, what the... I just experienced the most, I mean, it'll make you cry and that type of thing. And she, she goes, we're going to the flea market. I'm like, what the fuck the flea market? So we go to where the football stadium is um, in Hawaii and there's all these tents lined up and I've, it's like being in like, um, I would like one of those back alley markets where there's just a bunch of shit, like two cents, three cents, four cents, six cents. That's that. And, um, we're going around looking at everything. I'm like, they got fucking the old school original Yu-Gi-Oh cards that came out that have been discontinued in the original packaging for sale there. All these theme. I bought a conch shell that you can literally blow into and it'll make the uh, that thing like you have to like learn how to do it. And um, so I bought that for like 40 bucks. My brother bought like a bunch of stuff. And then uh, we're looking through CDs because like, like I said, there's about uh, probably 300 different tents and they're all connected together. So you go out of one into another one and it's just like every single one, you just do the in and out. We even like you see stalls set up at conventions, but you can see through everything. This is everything's closed off and you enter and it's like an emporium, like Mr. Mangorium's Magic Emporium, whatever that movie was yeah. called. You open it up like, what the fuck? There's a downstairs. And then you just like start going. Um. But my brother goes, Robbie, guess what I got? I go, what? He got a DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince CD. Now, understand, my beginning of my morning was going to a Pearl Harbor museum. And by the end of the night, we're listening to You Saw My Blinker, Bitch, where the song goes, and that's we're jamming out through Hawaii, just listening to bump. Bum, bum, just that beat dude i swear to god i listened to that song yesterday and i was like this brings back so many memories Good memories yeah. but that's the thing is like it's not a big experience it's not something where you have to go we're gonna pay 900 to go to disney world for one night exactly it's nothing like that this was something that literally took our whole day but it was free to go to the museum i think it maybe it was like 10 15 um to go to the museum and then you spend what five dollars for a couple cds and then the rest of the time you're just driving around hawaii enjoying the view and it's that you can find the same simplicity in your own life and in your own town i mean every morning i get to see a sunrise over the ocean which you don't really appreciate because you live here but you on the drives it's really really nice you know and it's 
it's not anything that's like super, like I said, going to Universal Studios and all that is fun, but it doesn't need to be the only thing that you can seek fun in. And that's like, if you can do that with the people that you're supposed to care about the most, that's all you need. If you can really experience something with nothing that is supposed to be, it's free, it's basic, it's not anything that should be fun, but you could turn it into an adventure. That's the trick. And a lot of people don't know what that's like. They don't, they don't have the ability to do that. And it's so simple, but it's not for like everyone. That's not their go-to. But see, that's the thing. Society has made you think that, you know, like, oh, Disney World is the place to go, you know, uh, buying this ticket to go to Florida and stay at this fucking expensive resort and do all this shit here or go to California. Oh, God, let's go to and Florida. Do this me and you. Here. I'm telling you, oh, the, man. the Florida, Florida villages. Come on. Come on. All right, look, I'd have a blast out of that shit, man. Do you know, know what the I Florida villages stuff. is, right? I have no idea what the Florida it's villages is. It's a goddamn is. swinging community in Florida. Oh, shit. 70 year old seniors and dude, the beach boys played there like a couple months ago. I was like, where the is this? Shut place? the fuck up. Really? It's a giant community of swingers, man. And it's apparently wow, the, hold on. the it pickleball. Called? It's called the Florida villages. And they did a piece the on Florida it on villages. vice. They did a piece on it. <laughs> so the piece on vice talked about how that there's a community of swingers in Florida called the villages. And the way that they coordinate their swinging is by different colored loofahs tied onto their car. So you'll see a oh, car go I've by. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. Because like the purple is like, yo, we're into it or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, you be at Walmart, you'll see this shit. That's my that. second documentary. I'm going to the Florida Villages to make a documentary <laughs> on them. A hundred percent. I want to interview these people yes, and yes. I want to make it so fun. Now. <laughs> I watched the, the original piece they did on the news story. The news piece is crazy. It's a couple and they go, once we moved here, our life just started going downhill. Vern over here started doing hallucinogens. And they're like, what kind of hallucinogens did you do, Vern? And he was like, well, I tried meth and then I tried cocaine. I'm like, those aren't hallucinogens. Those are, what are we like, talking about? And to set up rooms? to set up the documentary, it's like I said, it's like being that thing where you're supposed to be in a situation where you're not supposed to be in a situation, but you're there. They set it up again, so they made this person hold a crack pipe and then light the crack pipe so they can get the footage of it for the documentary. And I go, <laughs> he did crack years ago, and they're making him just hold a crack pipe and light it for the shot. So they got the actual reenactment of it. And I go, that's really fucked up. As muscle memory is going to trigger some shit. He might be like, oh, man, if I just had a little piece in there. I forgot this tastes so damn good. <laughs> oh, man, I remember this fucking feeling. Hey, baby. <laughs> I, shoe box. I think I got a piece left. <laughs> Start from 72. <laughs> Start sniffing into the carpet, trying to find the crack rock that might have dropped in the carpet. I know there's one here. Remember that Rick James night? Yeah, I know there's one here. <laughs> Yo, that is fucking great. I did not know that. Oh, that's a new lane right there. Oh, man, that's uh -huh. fucking fantastic. Because, see, my dumb ass, I'd be searching for like a nudist colony and be like, yo, hey. So y'all just walk around with your shit hanging out? That's what, what y'all do? Go to hedonism or some shit like that. <laughs> I couldn't do that, man. That's too much. I, like some naked people walking around everywhere. I'm like, I would never. I Like I said, I work at a gym. That's I learned that this gym stereotype of the old naked person in the bathroom is 100% real. Oh, yeah. It's real shit. They you don't give to, a fuck. And yeah. the, the older people, they don't give a damn. You have Droopy to coordinate the time. Everything. You have to coordinate the time to go to the bathroom is what I do. <laughs> I know certain times of not to go in there. And I remember I went in there like my first year working there 
and there's a father standing in there fully clothed talking on the cell phone while his 16 year old son's right beside him is fully clothed they're just standing in there and there's a bunch of old naked people in there and he's just on the cell phone going yeah can i get the chicken low main do you, want, do you want a spring roll with yours and i'm sitting there i'm like going to the bathroom i'm like this is not fucking real this is this can't be real. This is not normal to do this. And this guy is ordering full on Chinese food because right beside us is the Chinese restaurant. And he's ordering a meal with his son, asking him what he wants as a side. While there's a bunch of old people that are just walking around with one leg propped up on the thing like, yeah, you know, the, the heat isn't working in the showers. It's much like being in Vietnam again. I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? Yo, all that around you, bro. Everything that you experience, that's all comedy. You know what I mean? That's what comedy is. It's just the shit that you run into. You don't realize it, but it's actually funny fucking shit as fuel. I'm glad it's funny for you because it's scarring for me. <laughs> but that's how you got to look at it. It's not scarring. It's comical shit when you think about it. Like, you know what? I'm in here just taking a piss. I got a grown man ordering Chinese food with butt naked men over here talking about back in Vietnam. I'd lose it. I'd be at that motherfucker luncheon. I'd laugh my ass off. Like, this is unreal. This is great. I just flushed and I was like, all right, I got to wash my hands. And I'm sitting there washing my hands. And I was like, just don't look up because the mirror is right here. So you're going to see everything. I'm just like, just don't you're gonna look see up. something hanging out. Don't look up. Don't look up. <laughs> nope. And then, like, someone goes, someone says something like, hey, did you know the showers? And there's a little thing. I'm like, yep. Go ahead. Yep. <laughs> why won't you look at me no fucking way no fucking way you're crazy not even gonna put soap on we're just gonna walk right out and just <laughs> go right out there i'll wash out my hands out there or something excuse me son you act like you've never seen a penis before don't you look at your penis every day one thing that looks like it's been dead since the 60s i ain't staring at it my <laughs> <laughs> god damn it boy this is gonna be your future right here oh, you shouldn't be ashamed of this See what I'm saying? You can sit there. You're going to think about the next time you go to the gym. Like, oh, God damn it. He was right. here. So this, this funny shit. Here. So the, I know it's going to happen. The funny thing for me is that like the number of people I've noticed that like, because I work really early in the morning, like I'm the morning shift. So I open up. Okay. The gym. It's a 24 hour place, but the first shift starts at like 4 a.m. So, so you get the you get the stay at home single moms and all the motherfuckers that would be running their dog and shit like that. So I get the old people. I get the now it's summertime. You're I get on a landmine of gold, bro. So here's the funny thing is that like some of the stories like and I mean I have a story I've told on the podcast. I won't say it again just for everyone out there, but I always get a story in the morning. Like I said, my life is filled with weird shit because my odd hours as well too. I just see stuff that's not supposed to be happening. And it's happening or something like that. So in the morning, everyone's like, I, I get them at a very vulnerable point where they don't have like their brains not on. They're not prepared with makeup and stuff to go to the store or anything like that. They're just fresh. And like, so I see a different side of people and like someone would go, Hey, how's it going? Oh, that's great. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Have a good one. They'll walk away. And you're just like, I didn't even fucking say anything. This person just answered all of their own questions. Like that's how, cause they're not all, they don't care. Nobody can, like, and that's what I said. Like, I'm always trying my best to be like, good morning. And then like the number of people that have headphones in. So you're like, good, have a good day. And they just walk out, dude, the rejection from that where eventually I was like, all right, well, fuck you too. And then they turn and go, what? And I go, oh, that's the one time they weren't listening to anything in their head. Because headphones. see, they, it, I've learned a lot of people just have them fuckers in. So they just be left alone. That's what like, I do. It's, it's, 
It's like looking at a motherfucker when they're coming in for the NBA All-Star game and you know how the players get off the bus with their luggage. They always got the Airbus and they walk past the cameras like, yo, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Okay. Hey, hey, baller, baller, baller. Yeah. And they ain't paying, you know, why just keep on walking? Like, I ain't got time for this shit. I'm going to get my reps in and I'm going to go home. I would recommend a gym job to anybody um, just for an experience because it's definitely been something like, I, I mean, that's my life has been the gym every day working out for like 10 years. So it's like, it's home for me. Um, it's something I would keep the rest of my life, but it's just not really a career type thing, but yeah. it's definitely been an experience because the number of people, like I put up a post, I was like to everyone that sends me gym memes, wondering if this, if this is something I would laugh at. Yes. They're all funny. Every gym meme I come across is something I can relate to because I've seen it happen. I've experienced it <laughs> in four years or three years I've been there. And, um, but another job would be MBA. I would want to know what that experience is like. Because I remember getting like my, I think I'm going to get my license renewed again. I think they do it like every four or three years or something like that. And um, when I got my thing for being 21, uh, we were doing the thing and she was doing like the eye exam part. And she was like, can you read this line, this line, this line? And so I got to like the part where I was at before and I'm going like this, like trying to press my fucking head against the, the eye. Thing oh, the, 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 yeah. Just, the, just, just to make my eyes squint enough to where it focuses in a little bit more to be able to get that. And I go, uh, HJQ1T. And she just goes, you want to try that again? And I go, HQJ1T. And she goes, that's the same fucking thing you said before. If I asked you to try it again, it's not, it doesn't mean you're correct. It just means that you got something wrong. And I pop my head. Well, up that's I go, what I see. I go, okay. Um, H jq one t she's like there are no numbers in this and i go i'm gonna say a lowercase l then and she goes okay here's your license you have a good one and i just go okay so you guys aren't even like that's what i'm saying it's like that experience must be like the number of crap you must deal with on a daily basis where you're just at this point hey if he kills someone he kills someone go ahead stamp them and then just drive them off you know it's almost like uh being a bartender bartenders got to see some of the most craziest shit because of what they have to do you know especially you know you you get them fucking idiots or or better yet if you work at the waffle house after 12 o'clock oh and, god you're hearing some stories from them you know what i mean like that's what i used to tell people i love the waffle house just because of the people that i have met at the waffle house because i've always been i've never been at a waffle house i can't say that i've i've the people I've met at Wolf Houses are usually after 12 midnight. They're the most interesting people under the sun. <laughs> the characters that you run into. I've been told that a lot of people tell me I'm the type of person they want to have a conversation with at a Waffle House at like 2 a.m. I'm like, why? Like, you just say some shit sometimes where it's like, I don't know what the hell. I've never been to one, a Waffle House. I've only been to a Golden Corral and a China, uh, Panda China Buffet, Panda Express. I've only been to those two places. And I could tell you, watching someone dip shrimp into the chocolate fountain at a Golden Corral will fucking, oh, that'll oh, stay no. with you. That'll oh, stay no, with you. No. See, the way you just mix it that ain't that ain't surfing turf that ain't surfing turf nah that's gonna come out really rough <laughs> <laughs> very liquidy it's gonna be like it back in the and ocean. then you're kind of like i mean not don't knock it till you try it but then you get up close to it and you're like ah oh, no not seafood and chocolate nah, what's nah, wrong that just that don't work at all it don't even sound delicious you know what i mean maybe maybe if you put some old bay on it that might change it up that, yeah but that just makes everything better. That's like a cheat. Yeah. <laughs> I know people that bring that shit shrimp. to restaurants. 
Oh yeah. Well, see, I apparently you don't have to because it should be everywhere. It's every table has it. You know, you gotta have it. That's a staple out there. It's like salt, pepper, shaker, old bay. Boom. <laughs> you know, where's the pepper? What? We don't use pepper. We just use salt or old bay. But for you, a Waffle House for you would be a magnet because it seems like you're a magnet for shit that you shouldn't see. So the Waffle House would be like an epicenter for you. You know, that's where you, your your chi, your aura would bring <laughs> That's what I'm afraid there. of. See, that's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to show up and it's going to be the one time two crackheads decide that they're going to reenact Pulp Fiction and start pulling out the guns and getting on the table. And I'm like, God damn it. But and see, then they go look, plot your you... wallet, and I go, oh god, it's gonna say badass motherfucker on it. I bet you, I don't even own one of those wallets, but it's gonna happen. And then I pull it out, and it's there. Here's the thing, though, you're gonna be safe because the people at the Waffle House they strap too. They don't fuck around. You don't want to fuck around with a Waffle House employee that works there at nighttime because they're ready for everything to bust off. <laughs> what happened with the? Waffle House, where it just became a at two a.m. as the weird shit starts happening. Is that just? Be, is it the climate? It must be the atmosphere. Like a TGI Fridays has that atmosphere. Here's what it. Here's what happens with it because Waffle Houses they serve everything. You know, it's like an IHOP. They have all. They got your breakfast, you got your lunch, and dinner, and at any time of day you can get any of that shit. At two o'clock in the morning, that's when most of the clubs are closed. You know, that was last call for alcohol. Most of the people are already drunk and they're like, yo, I just got to get something in my stomach. Most of the time, Waffle Houses are close enough to these areas to where you just go on in there and then it's a fucking fiasco. But you got like, I'll never forget the one time I went to this Waffle House. We we left the strip club and we went to Waffle House and we're in there. And these two did. women, are, yeah, you know, and uh, these two women are in there. And now have you to each their own, but these women were two of the most ugliest women I've ever seen in my life now. You know what I mean? And I'm like, wow, they are really very rough looking women, right? Rough now. around the edges. <laughs> you know, but you know, I speak to everybody. So I walk in I'm like, hey, how y'all doing? Da, da, da. They're like, oh, we're doing fine, blah, blah, blah. So I'm sitting there, I order my motherfucking all-American platter, you know what I mean? With side of grits, you know what I mean? Everything fried hard, you know? And I'm eating, and the next thing I know, I hear these women start to sing and it's the most beautiful fucking voices I had ever heard. Like in my presence, like when they were singing, I was getting goosebumps. That's when I know somebody has a real good voice. When they're singing, I start getting goosebumps off of just their voice, you know? And I'm like, Holy shit. I put my shit down. I sat back and just listened to him. I'm like, I, you know what? He had to give you something because goddamn y'all are ugly. You know, so you, you know, <laughs> damn. Like, that's the first thing that hit my head was like, he had to give y'all something. You know, <laughs> like that. That's y'all's gift because nobody expected that shit to come from them. It's like that one lady on uh, what was that show? American Idol. That was like American Idol England or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, Britain's Got Talent. That's it. That's about, what it yeah. was. She had a flower dress. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh my God. And then she opens up her mouth and it's the most beautiful thing you ever heard. It's like, it was the same thing. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I, I went to one Waffle House and it's same time, two in the morning. And there's a dude outside with this nice ass Lambo. And I'm like, bruh, um, the area you're in right now with this vehicle, uh, bruh. I don't think uh, you might want to get your shit to go. 
I'm just letting you know now, man. You know, to try to help you out. Oh man, I'll be all right. Uh, okay, that's cool. I seen these cats roll up and they circled this car, and I'm like, yeah, hey, can I get my extra crispy bacon? I'm gonna just go ahead on leave because I know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna go ahead and roll out. I just rolled on out. So man, good luck, dude. And I left. He's like, what are you talking about? And I pointed outside to his car. He's like, uh, yeah, I'm be all right. I got something for him. I said, that's cool. I got my bacon. I'm out. You know what I mean? But there's also just funny shit that happens there. Like, I remember I went to one and we were just finishing up our meal. And I guess somebody was sick. It must have been in the bathroom because somebody fucked that goddamn bathroom <laughs> up. Like, always the door opened. the door opened up and then the smell that came out and immediately just engulfed the fucking whole Waffle House. I'm like, damn, you just fucked up everybody's smell. Like, ain't nobody gonna be able to eat up in here this time or not, you know what I mean? Unless you really drunk. That's how they you clear you out. That That's how they clear you out. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. You too. don't have like, to go home, but you can't you get the- stay here. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I'm like, you know, Waffle House employees, I gotta tip my hat up because they deal with a lot of ignorant motherfuckers, man. I mean, a lot of ignorant people. But I still love the Waffle House. Like, I know it's ratchet, but it, it, it's something about that ratchetness that I enjoy. You know what I mean? I'm I know you. I'm a, I, I know the food is going to be good. Like, the more ratchet it is, the better the food going to be. See, you know I, what I mean? I, I, I see things like that, but also I don't. Like, I, I had um when my great-grandpa was still alive. I Like I said, they live in Baltimore. It's three hours away from me. So it's like... I mean, very rarely, you know, I'd go and see my great grandpa. And I think at the time I was probably 14 years old. And I remember my dad dropped me off and he was like, I'm going to go run and get his errands and things. He's like 90 something years old. I think my great grandma just passed away like probably a couple months before. And he was like, I'm going to go get errands for, you know, him and get his pills, medication, everything like that. Go to Walmart, get him some groceries and things of that sort. You just hang out with him, have fun, you know. I and I like I said, I've met him a couple of times, you know. He, I, there's plenty of photos when I was a baby, but also I don't know I, my personality now, you know, compared to whatever. So I'm we're sitting there just talking. I forgot what about whatever he was telling me about. Um, he's telling me something about because he used to do NASCAR before it was NASCAR. So he did it on the old dirt track and he had like, I found that out like later. some raceway, whatever they called it. Or yeah. So he would like tell that. me stories and I'm kind of like half listening and stuff like that. But I, I loved him. You know, we went outside and he'd show me these tomatoes. He would grow huge tomatoes. And um, like, he's like 96 or 94 at the time. And um, he goes, you hungry? And I'm like, I could eat. I mean, it's probably like one o'clock. I was like, sure. Um, yeah. And he lived in like a really like, um, he lived like a trailer, trailer home. But like in a like a, a old, old, old like area of Baltimore. And he goes, All right, let's go get some food. And I'm like thinking, okay, we're like my grandma takes me to like Baskin Robbins when I come over to Baltimore or something like that. But where are we gonna go? I've never been out to eat with you. He gets in his car, 94 years old. Um, was eventually my car when he passed away. It was a Kia Soul. And um drive we drive to KFC. Um, so he's in a slacks, he's in his like tucked in shirt and everything. And we're both walking into the restaurant. He's like, what do you want? I'm like, I get a six piece. And then we get ordered food and we sat down and, um, everyone was looking at us like, what the fuck are they doing over here? Cause we're only two white people probably in that area of Baltimore, <laughs> yeah. but we're in a really bad area, but I don't notice that type of stuff. And he doesn't care. He's lived there his whole life. He doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. He's so like, fuck this. I'm, we, I'm we, at the age now where I'm good. We're, we're eating like all this and, you know, we're eating the chicken wing things. And he's like, you gotta, you get, he's like, you gotta eat the rest of your stuff before we go. And I was like, wait, I ate all the chicken on the thing. He's like, you know, he grabs the chicken bone and goes, and sucks all of it off. Sucks the thing, all that shit off. Or it's just the bone. He was raised in the depression, so that's how he. Yeah. 
ate his food and everything. So well, he's he taught not me. Whatnot. So he taught me how to do that, which is why if you ever see me eat chicken anywhere, I usually all right off the bone and everything. And um, so we get back to the house and everything. My dad's like, you guys hungry? And I'm like, no, we just went and ate. And um, my dad lived there and then moved out of there. So he knows what the areas are like and everything. And they go, you guys, where'd you guys, what, you guys ate? And he, and my great grandpa's like, yeah, I drove us down to the KFC down on then he rattled off the street name. My dad just goes, you guys went down there? <laughs> Wait a minute. You drove? And my dad looks at me. He's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And um, my dad was telling me, he, I was like, why did you look at him like that when he just explained where he goes? He just, yes, don't know. That's not an area you want to be in, especially right now. Like, it's just, yeah. you don't want to be in that area, man. And I'm like, why? Because it's just, I don't know what's going to happen to you. I'm like, I'm worried for you guys. And my grandpa, great grandpa did not care. And it's not like my dad was like super concerned, but my dad was just like, it's yeah. like you're 94 years old and you're taking a 14 year old out there. You know, that's not a, that's not an easy thing for you to do. He's more concerned for that aspect. But now that I look back on it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was probably something. But that's me. I just don't view that type of stuff. You know, I'll walk into even there's areas in my spot where you're not supposed to really go. And I still go there. I'm like, I don't give a shit. If the food's good, that's where I want to go. I don't want to go. And it's cheap. What? Like, come on now. But then there's like I and that's the thing like about having a lot of money. I know some people look at places like, oh, you went there. And I'm like, what's wrong with that? It's a place called Ratsy's. And it was a place I would go get great ass pizza because it was cheap. It was you get giant slices, but they're like, dude, that's a bad part of Philly to be getting pizza at. And I'm like, but yo, those shit. places are fucking the shit. Like the hole in the walls. Oh my god, bro! I found this one hole in the wall on accident. Like I kept seeing the spot, seeing the spot. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just try this joint out. I asked the guy that I was, I was uh, getting his picking up stuff from. I was like, hey man, um. You ever try that 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 sub place over there? He goes, man, yo, you know what? Go try it out. He goes, telling you it's the best shit you ever had. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. I go in there. I'm looking at the menu. I was like, yo, let me get this sub right here. He was like, I got you, man. Don't even worry about it. He goes, your first time in there? I said, yeah. He goes, all right, you're good. I sit down. He comes out with the shit. You know, I'm thinking they're going to call the number. And I go up. He's like, no, he brought it to the table I was sitting at. I've been into this fucking sub. And I was like, holy shit. There's no way. I said, I, I got up after I finished eating. I walked around to the counter. I was like, yo, man, this sub was the shit right here. I was like, is that the guy that made my shit back here? He goes, yeah. I was like, yo, man, whatever the fuck you did, money. I'm coming back here. I go I go to that spot now like every other week. I stop by there to pick up a damn sub because that shit was that good. And it's consistent. Like, it's never different. The shit is always as good as it was the very first time I went there. You know I've, what I mean? I've tried to tell people like the where I've experienced the most like hardcore evil people, the people that I just would never associate with. They're just fucking assholes have been people that would warn me to stay away from a place like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's those are the people, the people that I meet there. I I feel like if you don't, uh, you will meet dicks in the world. Like you're going to meet assholes, but yep. if you br like, think about like, oh, there's that, if you hear like I, my always response when someone warns me about places, like you're just listening to too much news or some shit. Cause like at this point, like, it's just like, go there. If you don't have the energy, like you're afraid or you're uncomfortable, then you're not, you're, there's nothing that's going to happen to you. You're going to be a perfectly fine but i think people overthink things too much and that's why like i'm saying if i ever got rich or anything like that i would be the same 
basic thing. I mean, if it's cheap, if it's good, if it's good environment, a good people, some of the best people I met have been in areas where people be like, don't go there. I'm like, oh man, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Living in like a high class place. Nah. That, that's and, and people have that stereotype in their head. They're like, oh no, you don't want to go to this bad part of the neighborhood. Da, 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 da. Look, there are some things that are fucked up. Yes. But you go there without malice in you you're pretty much good i got you know, one checklist most... thing do they got yeah. obey on the table if that's a check i'm going it's a hundred percent and i know in maryland and baltimore anything like that they got obey on everything so i'm like i'm not even worried it's like you guys got um can i get the number six? Oh, you want the old bay special 100 i know you guys got some menu item with obey on it just toss it in Man. I'm still trying to figure out what they what sauce they use at this Rofo. I didn't know Rofo Royal Farms I know, had I know. A, <laughs> had had um the sauce they call it Chesapeake sauce, right? And I was like, yeah, let me get the Chesapeake sauce. And I'm like, oh man, this ain't nothing but old bay mixed with something else. But I mean, that shit when you dip the chicken in that bitch, bruh, bruh. I'll see you go for the chicken. I'm going for the potato wedges. The, you you could take the potato wedges and dip it in the old in in that old bay the oh. they call it Chesapeake sauce but that old bay sauce I'm like oh man I gotta figure out what the fuck they're using I'm like man I think it's just like mayonnaise and old bay but there's something else in there I'm trying to figure it out to see what the fuck it actually is see when people recommend fries to me i'm like go to royal farms get fries like oh royal farms i'm like those potato wedges it's a fry so big you have to break it up in the pieces and put it in your mouth before because you, you can't get stick full the from thing. the fucking fry that's what i'm saying that's the only thing i go there for is the potato wedges i don't care about the chicken as much i just want the potato wedges it's the only place i get a thick cut fry the funny thing with with, with rofo is the only thing i don't like with them is the fucking biscuit the biscuit, I, I I don't like their biscuits. Oh, see, I'm a biscuit fan. So am I. I love me some biscuits, but old, I mean, not old bay. Goddamn, got me thinking about old bay. Fucking <laughs> Royal Forest biscuits. I just, I don't like them. You know, I don't know what it is. Every Royal Farms that I've been to, the biscuits are just, they're soggy, too hard. Like, like some of the ones the, down here, they're just soggy as shit. I'm like, the I, bottom I, of them are always like crispy hard. Like, I don't want my biscuit to be crispy hard. I want like a KFC texture or a pie. I even take Popeye's <laughs> dry biscuit. You know, Popeye's I mean? is probably the best biscuit, but I like them when they're like burnt or hard because I want to chip a tooth on that motherfucker, dude. I'm telling you, that's a good biscuit to me. See, with Popeye's, I like putting honey on Popeye. If you if oh, you get Popeye's dude, biscuit, stop. you're with making honey on it. Bro, oh look, I'm about to take my son. Me and him, we going to breakfast right after this. I told him I said, look, because <laughs> my old lady got my daughter, they went camping last night. And I was like, all right, cool. My boy, I said, look, we're gonna go get breakfast today, man. We're gonna go somewhere. We're gonna like ain't too many places out here. All I got is IHOP and fucking Denny's. But either <laughs> way, I was like, yeah, yeah, you know the classic I mean? American combo. Yeah, yeah. I said, man, either way, we're gonna go get breakfast this morning, man, and we gonna chill and come back in. Cause we 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 here. We 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 went out and seen uh the new Spider-Man movie yesterday, which was actually fucking great. It I was, was a gonna good go see fucking it. movie. I was gonna go see it yesterday, but my buddy's like, let's just go see it tomorrow. And I was like, damn. I was like, man, all right, that's fine. Cause I didn't really want to go anywhere anyway. Bruh, it's it's actually done well. I I was in the Spider-Verse joint is this whole story was written great and i'm like you know i'm a fan of watching the movie especially if it was written well and the actors play it out well and 
it's something about the animation that plays along with it and the nod that it gives to all of the old Spider-Man shit. You know what I mean? If, you, if you're a fan of Marvel and you're a fan of the comics back then and even the movies, you'll see the nuance in it. Like the, um, uh, the Mario movie. Another one that was fucking amazing to me because of the nuances that were in it. I'm like, yo, they shot out Duck Hunt, you know, Punch Out, you know, games that you actually played. They gave shout outs in the movie. But if you never played them, you wouldn't notice them. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with the Spider-Verse joint, man. It's actually pretty good. So if you get a chance today, definitely catch it, bro. I uh because bef- um I gotta ask this, but what's one thing you mentioned you like learning about stuff? What's one thing like? What's a particular subject you're really interested in learning about? I think I don't think we have ever talked about that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. we've talked about eating at food restaurants before. That's not new. <laughs> yeah. At some point, we um, always talk about food. The one thing I do enjoy learning about is more so um like like the self help the mind kind of thing, you know, like learning patience because I, I it was something that happened to me when I was younger I used to work at this place and this guy that would come there he'd come there every uh beginning of spring and beginning of fall he would show up and the people I worked for they were um Indian or Sikh or something like that I couldn't remember which um set they were from but this guy would come and his name was the happy guru and this dude long beard the robe on with the jesus like wooden sandals he'd come in there and the owner of the company they'd have a back room set up for him the owner of the company he would disappear and they would go in there in the room for like two hours and do like some meditating and all this and we would print out his book and it was the happy guru but it was all written in arabic so i never knew what the fuck this shit was so the owner's brother came to me one day and he goes um you know, Mike, you're, you're so happy-go-lucky. Like, how do you do it? Not at the time, I didn't understand. I was like, happy-go-lucky. I'm. That's just me. That's how I am. Like, I enjoy life, you know. I, I And that was before I went through any kind of real struggles, you know. And I never understood where he was like, well, I have to study for this. I have to prepare myself to be happy. And I didn't get that at first. Then when the divorce happened, and my mindset and, and and mentality really changed. And I was always pissed off. I was always aggravated. I was just constantly just going down this dark asshole and I couldn't find a way out. And when I started doing therapy, I was like, I used to read a lot. And he was like, well, why don't you get back into reading? Find something that you liked. And I always liked, um, you know, Alice Cross novels and things like that, you know, about uh, from James Patterson. He was one of my favorite authors. And I was like, well, I get the fiction stuff, but I I need to do something for me. I got to, so I, I just started getting books on like self-help and I really dove into it because it tapped into like a, a rawness that was me at one point to where it like brought it back out of me. And I really dive into those books just to, you know, take notes of things. And I'm like, you know what? This is some things I actually talk about on a daily basis when I'm just talking to people. I don't know that I'm saying things that I've read or I am reading and I'm like, all right, I agree with this statement here, you know, learning how to get myself in a financially better position because I wasn't taught finances, you know, as a youngin. you know, my mom and dad, they weren't taught this shit. I don't think most people are. They knew how to save and that was it, you know? So 
now I've got knowledge and I've applied that knowledge to things that I, I've done to where I can now pass this down to my nephews and them. Hey, look, here's what you can do. This is how this works and it's working for me. But if you start this now, you being 19, you being 22, you being 24, you know, and so on and so on, you'll get yourself set up in a better position to where I feel that I'm behind the ball on a lot of things, but I know at the end of it, as long as I got something set up for my kids, I know I've started them on a, a decent pedestal. You know, I might have took me a while to get to where I'm at, but I know I give them a leg to stand on now where I didn't have that because my people didn't understand it. So learning about just finances and self is a big thing for me right now. You know, like a, one of the it's a it's a it's a devil's bargain type deal, but it's a situation where you, are you willing to sacrifice your life to make sure that the person that follows you is going to have what you probably won't achieve like a lot of people don't want to be the stepping stone to someone else's success but i feel like the weird way that the world works out is that someone else is your stepping stool to success that someone has to invest their time and their energy for you to be able to reach your goals and at turn someone else is going to have to do that for you to reach your goals it's like this helping other people type mentality that kind of goes up and i do 100 percent believe that but like if you offer someone like here's a hundred thousand dollars that she got at 50 years old and they're like, oh, my God, I'm going to do all the things that I want to accomplish and all I want to do. Or you look at your kid and go, should I just make sure that you have everything for you to go out there? That's the mindset I have, because I'm like, all right, you know, I want them to be able to tell their kids and their kids and their kids to be, hey, look, this started with your great, great, great granddad. You know, he decided to make this happen and he taught us. And I've taught you and you're going to teach them and you're teaching them. This is how come this is happening because he decided to make that step, you know, and for all else, it could be just to inspire somebody, you know, really, you know, I'm trying to do this just to make sure everything's good. But I've talked to people to where they're like, you know, there was this one dude I met years ago. I mean, I met him seven years ago and I keep in touch with him through Instagram you know, and he was uh, just coming out of um, like a rehab. And I don't even know how we got to talking. We, we Matter of fact, it was at the strip club and I was telling him about the podcast and we're going back and forth and we're talking. And I'm like, bro, if you just do little bits by little bits, that's my saying, that's my motto is just keep moving forward. You just, you do a little bit at a time. Eventually, you know, a big chunk's going to come off and it's, it's all right, cool. That's a step that you didn't pass. And you keep doing a little bit. It's it's tedious. It's fucking a headache. It's sometimes depressing. But if you keep on going in a straight moving direction, you're going to get somewhere. It might not be where you want to be at, but it's going to be where you need to be at at that time frame in your life. And this guy hits me up, I don't know, maybe two or three years after I met him. And he's like, yo, man, hey, I just want to let you know the things that we talked about it. I took it to heart and got my shit together. And now he fucking um, he tows like vehicles and equipment back and forth. Like he has his own business now. He's got like two or three trucks. He transports equipment from state to state. Like, I mean, the, the, the kid is doing great right now. And that made me feel some kind of like different way. Like, holy shit. I just inspired somebody 
to do better in their life and didn't even realize it. I was just talking to him, just bullshitting with him. Like, yo, you know, you might go through some rough shit, but you know, eventually, man, it'll it'll pan off. And this guy's been sober and clean for um going on eight years now, has had a successful business for five, you know, and even that right there, if if I can inspire somebody, I'm cool with that too. You know, you ain't gotta follow. But if I if I say something that sparks a leaf in you or sparks a little fire to get you going, cool. I'm cool with that shit too. You know, like my biggest fear at the time when I was younger was being forgotten. And now I know I won't be forgotten because my voice and shit is out here in the ethos. It's everywhere. You know what I mean? So my kids can pull my voice up. You know, that was one thing when my dad passed away, I'm like, I forgot what he sounded like. But then when I was cleaning out his storage unit, I found old tapes he would he would record on a reel to reel like he was a DJ. Damn. So I'm like, I got his voice. The old reel to reel. Yeah, but he had a reel to reel and would play the radio, right? And he would act like he's the DJ on the radio station. You know, it was the funniest shit. Because to me, I never I didn't understand it as a kid. You know, he was just be down in the basement with his microphone and he's talking like he's actually doing the radio and he recorded a bunch of fucking tapes you know he of him doing this shit and my sister and me we got to laugh she goes imagine if dad was alive today and he see what you're doing now i said you know what he would have a fucking fit he'd have a ball with it to see me doing podcasts and to see me doing voiceover shit now you know he would be very impressed and proud that I've jumped into something that he might've wanted to do, but he never had the tools to do it. And I decided to jump in and start doing this. You know, my son does animation, you know, he's, he's doing his little drawings and I'm like, look, I'll get you a YouTube channel and teach you how to do the editing and all that stuff and add voices to your shit. And you have, have your buddies at school. Hey, check out my YouTube cartoon. Check this out. You know, it, it, it's trying. I want to keep the kids in a creative mindset too. It's like, you know, I thought, all you had to do was work and that's how you make a living. I didn't think you could have fun and make a living too. You know what I mean? Cause that was like a, no, you don't have fun to make a living. You can't do that, but you can, especially now with things are the way they are now. Shit. You can have a blast now and, and make a living, but it takes a while to get profitable with it. But I'm like, you know what? I'd rather my kids be creative and enjoy what the fuck they are doing than having to do the shit that I got to do. Like, I got to get up and go to fucking work, drive this fucking tanker all day long, and then come home and try to do the shit on the side as best I can, you know? And it's like, if I can give them just a little bit of that freedom to where they can explore and venture out and do their thing for a while, and maybe that shit doesn't work, and maybe they do got to get a nine-to-five. But you 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 tested the waters or something. Go explore. You, don't, you don't live with regret. No, you can't, you can't, you can't, because that shit will eat you up too. Like I had regrets when my dad passed away. Like, you know, we spent four years not talking to each other. And I was like, you know, those four years was like, for what? Like, why be that petty to each other when there was no need to be, you know? It's like, you know, but I can't get that time back now. So I try to make sure I do the things I want to do and say the things I want to say. Granted, people ain't going to like them. But, you know, at this point, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. If you don't like what I'm saying, you ain't got to listen. You don't like being around me. You ain't got to be around me. I'm not forcing anybody to do anything that they don't want to do. 
it's like when I hear like a bunch of my friends, like they'll start having like little drama and stuff like that. And I'll just be like, I don't want to get involved. There's not a fucking point. Like, I don't get it. Like, I just, sorry, just, it goes in one ear for me and out the other. Like when someone's like, oh, this person's not, we're not talking to this person because this person doesn't talk to this person. And because of this situation that happened on this last weekend, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to talk to anybody I want to fucking talk to. Yeah, yeah. And, yep. you know, whatever the drama is, I don't give a shit. I don't put, put my name in the mix. I do not care. Don't ask for my take on it because I'm going to switch the subject to something about birds that I know nothing about. <laughs> Yo, I like that. Yo, before we go anywhere though, I gotta ask you about this kneecap thing. I saw the shit about you fucking saying the girl has to have like good <laughs> kneecaps. Oh, oh, I lost it, bro. Okay. I lost it. <laughs> I uh, I was in a podcast thing with my buddies, and we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about um, like what's the one thing? Like everyone's got one thing that they don't, and I'm like. For me, it's bad kneecaps. Um, and the story comes from, I remember being at a, and this is going to be so bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went to my brother's high school talent show thing, and it was when he was trying out, and they're going to see who's going to be in the talent show and everything. And he was singing Green Day song, because um, my whole family plays music and does instruments and all that type of stuff. And um, so we're, the person that gets up before, like they're doing the practicing to how they're going to introduce people on the thing. And one of the girls got up there, and she was wearing a nice dress. Very gorgeous girl. I mean, absolutely like 10 out of 10 um but then i kept looking at her fucking kneecaps because they look like <laughs> a face in the kneecaps and not a mona lisa like a dick yeah, cheney yeah. or someone that's like evil and i'm like staring and like i'm sitting beside my mom my brother's in the seat behind me and he just kind of leans in between both because like movie theater seats in the auditorium and he like leans in between both of us and he goes do you see? I'm like her fucking kneecaps. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and my mom just like looks over at both of us because what the fuck is wrong with you guys? And we're just like, I, I'm glad someone else is thinking about it. Maybe that's just the thing in our family that we just noticed the kneecaps. But <laughs> I'll never go after a thing with bad kneecaps. And my buddy's like, what? And I just and in that podcast episode, I was like, you know, when you can see a face in it, like I can see Abraham Lincoln, like. It's just, it's just, to me, that's like, a, I don't know. It's a small thing. I, maybe I can get over it at some point, but to me, it's like, most people recognize, like, see what shoes that person was wearing? Like, everyone's wearing this new brand of shoes called liftoffs or something like that. They're like athletic shoes or something. And I'm like, I never noticed a person's fucking shoes. But I work at a gym where most of the time you see people in uh, skirts or athletic gear. So it always goes above the kneecap. And that's like the new style of board shorts. And I live in a beach town. So that's all I fucking notice is kneecaps. And I'm just constantly looking around like, God, which one has the genetic gold mine? <laughs> the attack of the killer <laughs> kneecaps, yo. That shit, man, be gone. I was like, I got to find out what, it, what the kneecap thing is. <laughs> <laughs> you got something, too. One thing about someone that you just can't. My my thing is, is it's the teeth and breath. Like. If you got some funky ass breath, like, man, I knew this shorty, the same thing, beautiful woman. But as soon as she opened up her mouth and said, hi, that shit made my eye twitch. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. Like my eye twitch. And then the one tear came out and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. You you got shut up. Like, don't talk no more. <laughs> brush your teeth with shit. Fuck. Like, you got to gargle like. You know, get the old school yellow piss color Listerine and just drink it. The if alcohol you drink it, one. 
Yeah, that's the stuff I use. My grandma used to use it all the time. She's like, "This is the only one that works." But that stuff, you oh you, you use the piss color one. You what? You let your mouth burn like that? Nah, bro. Dude, that's that. It's, that'll sting. That'll sting. But you know your oh, breath will be your breath word, will be all right for a couple of days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a couple days ain't the fucking word. You accidentally swallow that tiny little bit that oh. gets stuck back here. Oh, oh shit! You, you your sinuses will be open. You breathe like a <laughs> motherfucker like a champ, though. <laughs> COVID doesn't ex- I'm not even gonna say that. I'm not even gonna say that. That'll get me banned off YouTube if I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'll burn anything away. Hint, hint, yeah. You'll light fires with that motherfucker, dude. That's the stuff that even the moonshiners go. I won't touch that. Won't touch that. Yep, yep, yeah. Don't do that. You think it's gonna make you go blind? Take a swig of that. Yeah. But Mike, <laughs> we've been going on for almost two hours now. Um Yo, man, yeah, it's been great. I got to get my boys some breakfast. Get morning. some breakfast, man. I appreciate the time, dude. It's always a pleasure talking with you, man. Hopefully, we don't have to wait so long till we chat again. Um, no shit, man. No shit, man. It's been fucking lovely, bro. It's been great. I'm glad you reached out. I'm glad we still stay in touch with each other, man. It's fucking fantastic, bro. You know what? Episode 100 something of mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're up in the, the 1400s. We we're up in the 1400s. Like, bro, like, hey, mate, keep on getting it, bro. Just keep on getting it, man. Look, whatever life throws at you, man, handle that shit. You got it, bro. Like, you got all the time in the world, man. When you really think about it, you're good. Promote the Mason and Friends show. Any other links you got? If you got, a pro- do you have a profile page set up for your voice acting yet, or is it just not yet? I'm still working on that. I got a, I got a, uh, 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 website I'm actually building currently. So, but uh, yeah, uh, you want to check me out? You can check out uh, the Mason and Friends show. You know, wait a minute, there we go, right there. You know, just go there, type it in your uh, internet search, it'll bring it up. You'll see the Gonzo logo. That's mm-hmm. us right there. You can uh, catch me on my Instagram at j a y underscore rod underscore statham. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. And be on the lookout. I'm going to have a LinkedIn and all this other shit for my voiceover. So, you know, little bits by little bits, ladies and gentlemen, keep moving forward. That's my thing. And I'm going to link all your links in the description. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again, Mike. And thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank Podcast.